Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Gems and as I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral and we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown so come find us. Yes, video stores still exist and of course you heard the ear flaps, you heard the howl so you know what that means, it's spoopy season. Yes, spoopy, not spooky, not scary, spoopy season. It is spoopy season people. And of course, that laughter in the background is, of course, the illustrious butt maestro himself. But before I introduce him and his pick of the week, of course, there's a video store somewhere in your hometown. So come find us. Yes, video stores still exist. And yes, the fantastic Miss Frida is also here. But she has two jackalope antlers, where the Honorable Tesla only has one. But maestro, how's it going? Buddy? Hi, everyone. Uh, unlike the Admiral, I'm not going to howl in your ear because I don't want to break your uh, headset or speakers the way the Admiral just broke mine. But hi, welcome back. This is Cinema Gems. We're another show on the internet where a bunch of opinionated nerds talk about movies and TV shows and the things we really like and things that get us excited and sometimes things that make us infuriate. And today, the Admiral essentially gave me carte blanche to choose what the hell we were doing. And one of the choices he presented to me was Michael Giacchino's new project on Disney Plus, Werewolf by Night. Thank you, Admiral. Yes. No problem. <clears throat> and I just want to establish beforehand, um, Michael Giacchino is his full name, right? So it's Michael let me, G. Let me pull up, let me pull up his, uh, his IMDBA real quick. Um, it, it is Michael. So Michael G. No. So G is no. his middle name, No, no, right? no, no, no. no. It is Michael, first name, oh. last name, Gia Kino. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I, I believe he, Sorry. if you go on his Twitter, he actually has like a broken down pronunciation of how to say it right. <laughs> oh. But he. Did we say it right? If, we're going to tweet this at him, by the oh, way. Oh, we're totally tweeting this at Michael Gia Kino because, yeah, I'm a I'm huge fan, sir. Holy crap. Um, for those of you that, for some reason, do not know who that is, uh, this is the guy who composed the music for Star you Trek. Can name it, like it, yeah, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek, Up, uh, Inside Out, The Incredibles. Uh, he has done so much. I would go as far as to call him one of, if not the, modern John Williams. Like, if John Williams is the father of uh, cinematic music, of film scores, and thematic film scores in particular, with incredibly memorable themes and motifs, uh, Michael Giacchino is one of the guys, major players, that has picked up that baton, uh, followed that school of thought, and evolved that school of thought over time. And uh, not only did he compose the music... For this Werewolf My Night project. Uh, but he also directed it as well. Uh, he got the rare... Oh, so he got a double paycheck. He, he got a double paycheck and he kind of got... What I have to imagine is the absolute dream of someone who whose visionary process starts musically. And then wants to tie that in very close to what is happening visually. And yet you have some director-composer partnerships like Spielberg and Williams, like Danny Elfman and uh, Tim Burton, who are very good at communicating what exactly they want and knowing how 
to make their music fit the vision of the director. But this project is so cool because the director and the composer are the same guy. So they get to be so close. It's, oh, it's so good. Let's talk about Werewolf by Midnight. Thank you for letting us do this, Admiral, because I'm, I'm already having fun. No problem. Did, and you also saw that it was basically, um, uh, the I love the old opening sequence, like the old 1970s slash 80s, like, TV yeah, from special. The first, from the first few uh, shots, this feels like somewhere between a Hammer horror film and those old Bela Lugosi... Brian Frankenstein, just all, all those. It yeah. it's absolutely. Uh, it was shot in black and white. It was beautiful. Love that it was shot in black and white. I love all the visual aesthetics. Uh, I love all of the the practical effects, the set design, the costume design. It's all fucking beautiful. It is. They brought the story uh, to life and made it so cool. Oh, and also, um, as, um. People are aware. Uh, we are in contact with Dr. Almont Kringle all the time. Um, and according to Dr. Almont Kringle, this is also uh, established by uh, Patron as well. Uh, but uh, the gentleman who plays the werewolf, uh, Jack Russell. Yes. Uh, he, him and Cassian Andor, Diego Luna, were in a... Uh, were were two teen played two teenage boys in a 2001 uh movie called uh Y2 Mama Tambien. Um and okay. it's a, it's basically a porno. Um so Andor and Jack Russell uh have like a weird, uh, have a three-way with uh an older woman and they go on a road trip. Um Oh. So yeah. Cool. So Dr. Ramo Kringle pointed that out. And then I confirmed with Patron, and that's the first movie that Diego Luna was in. So that's actually the first time he ever had sex on screen at all. The first time Diego Luna ever had sex was in uh, uh, Y2 Mama Tambien. Yeah. I, wow. I think, I, first off, it's Spanish. I think it's E2 Mama Tambien. Sure. But I could I mean, be wrong about that. I, I, mean, I think look, that's how you pronounce a Y by itself is E, especially with E2. Anyway, look, I barely passed Spanish 101 and 102 in high school, so I really shouldn't be talking. Hey, it's okay. I am married to a Spanish-speaking woman, and I still can understand it better than I can speak it. Mm. I can understand it better than I can the, speak the it. Only, the, the only Spanish phrase that I really remember and can pull off the top of my head at literally any point is, please stay clear of the doors. And I even fucked that up. And whenever we anyway, go to... <laughs> sorry, Disney Michael World, G. Kino, if you're listening, this was a fucking... He left. Bit. He left. He's like, I'm done. Yeah. But no. But Michael, Michael G. Kino has left the chat. <laughs> Michael G. Kino, you're back now, we know. So, um, Kirk Thatcher, uh, the gentleman... Uh, who had the great Joven, big bushy big beard. bearded dude. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he was also in Star Trek IV, uh, The Voyage Home. Which, he, I'll be honest, I could have used another 30 minutes of setting up the individual uh, hunters. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I also easily... wish they would have added Blade. Oh, Blade would have been fucking great in this, too. If they do a part two, it would be really fun to have Blade. Or something, you know, close. But the only, I, oh my god, 
I, I really could is... have used an additional 30 minutes of either setting up the hunters before the hunt begins or individual shots of the hunters all going 1v1 at each other in the arena. Like, a lot of that focus was on Jack Russell and I think her name was Emma? Yeah. Elsa. Elsa Bloodstone. Yeah, Elsa. Oh, um, she's... Yeah. B- big, uh... She feels like a cross between Evie from the Mummy movies and Kate Beckinsale's character in the... What are those movies called? Uh, not not Blood Rain. What the fuck is it? You, you mean... Animal, um, can you hear me? You mean, you mean the Lycans movie? The Underworld? Yeah, Underworld, thank you. God. Um, so... So, Kirk Thatcher, he was the punk in Star Trek IV The Voyage Home, the one that Spock knocked out with the Vulcan nerve pinch on the bus. Yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. also worked with a bunch of Muppets. Uh, he actually directed uh, Muppets Haunted Mansion, um, and he's also been working with the Muppets, I think, since the mid or late 80s. Um, cool. And he's a really good friend with Michael Giacchino. And he straight up told Michael G. Kino, yeah. if you ever need a punk with a mohawk, I'm your guy. So technically, I take that as Star Trek is in the MCU. So yeah. Okay. Star Trek's <laughs> in the MCU. I mean, it makes so much sense. The the ca- Everyone was casted absolutely perfectly. Uh, and you can tell everyone just had fun in their roles. Uh, and also, for I love the... that so much of the actual trial played out like a video game, mm-hmm. where like they're trying to get the items in order to survive more. Like it felt like Fortnite, but in a box. Yep. I mean, y- there is a mode in Fortnite where you are in a labyrinth, but yeah, <laughs> you can play that, and you can play you can play that type of mode. But uh, and also, that doesn't sound stressful or scary at all. It's not. It is. Spoiler Michael Giacchino, we're back. We're about to talk about you in a second. But before we go any further, we're going to talk about Kirk Thatcher one more time. A lot of newcomers to Kirk Thatcher might be like, oh, I've never seen Star Trek Voyage Home. Oh, I've never seen anything with the Muppets. If you've seen Spider-Man Homecoming, he's the dude with the boombox. That's Kirk Thatcher. Uh... Uh, but yeah, so basically it starts off black and white. Starts off, they meet up because um, a hunter died that had the Blundstone. So... Uh, like six or seven hunters meet up. Ulysses Blood, Ulysses Bloodstone. He was one of the, uh, he, the most recent owner of the Bloodstone, an artifact that, for the first several, for the, like, first three fourths of this, we don't know what the hell it actually does. Um, and the coven essentially of uh, the the organization of monster hunters all gathers together to find out through a trial of a trial by combat who is going to be the next owner of the bloodstone because this dude was real fucked up and we get a good window into that from his daughter elsa and her estranged relationship with her stepmother who was gross what about what about the part where they open his casket and it's a wind up like mannequin version of himself that says exactly what needs to be i laughed so hard but i loved it and i was also just a little bit creeped at by it the whole time yeah which i think was the point right yeah no that's what i think it was supposed to be 
but but it, it felt like it accomplished what they were going for it was funny but also like a little bit uh this is disturbing but i can't look away so basically it's set up and for some reason uh jack russell is picked to go first and he gets i think like a maybe a minute or 10 minute head start um yeah to go find the monster and he finds the monster which okay wait no before we get into the maze though we have to talk about the flaming tuba go ahead oh i really want one i want a flaming sousaphone so bad god (laughs) if i could just like talk to one of my old band director friends and be like hey who's getting rid of a sousaphone and then I'll talk to GLaDOS and the uh, engineer dad and be like, hey, put a fucking flamethrower on this thing for me, will you? But, like, make it so that I'm not inhaling the uh, the fumes when I go to fucking play it. Nice. Don't, don't inhale the flames. It'll do murder on your throat. God, whoever came up with the fucking flaming sousaphone to be the thing that signals when people enter the maze, fuck Yes, that was a great choice. <laughs> that almost had like Mad Max Fury Road vibes for a second, but without breaking the horror vibe, without breaking the old school horror vibe. And that I think is what's so cool about this Werewolf by Night project is that they had so many insanely creative ideas and managed to make them all fit the genre. In the same way that Michael Giacchino took musical ideas from all over the place for The Incredibles, making it feel timeless, but also with musical references to specific times. In a similar way to how Batman the Animated Series felt of a certain time, but also timeless. You know what I mean? I want 100% understand. It was very, very hard to pin down when Werewolf by Night could be taking place because there's so many different things <laughs> anyway sorry look i'm gonna have a lot of rambles in this because i love michael giacchino and i loved this particular uh, for the listeners out there you should count how many times michael giacchino has said correctly and incorrectly and tweet at us at cinema gems underscore pod and let us know <laughs> uh but but no we shall see uh, we're going to go ahead and get started. So basically they yeah. enter the labyrinth um, and Jack goes off and finds his friend. His friend is Man-Thing? Swamp-Thing? It's not Swamp... Is it Swamp-Thing? I, I wanted to call him... It's not quite Swamp-Thing. I don't think it is officially credited as Swamp-Thing. Um, Man-Thing, Swamp-Thing, Monster. Yeah, Ted. It's Ted. Ted. His name is Ted. Uh, and then he, which I love Ted and I, I love that. Like the dude went into this going, yeah, I, my, my friend is the monster and I'm, I'm helping him in this. Uh, and essentially, um, they have a, they have a fight amongst all of the hunters. Uh, you see some of them go down. Kirk Thatcher takes out a couple, uh, gets an ax and, uh, with his axe. Elsa gets an axe. She takes out a couple of people. Uh, and then we get to see... I, w- I wanted to see more of the David Bowie, Ziggy Stardust looking motherfucker. Uh, well, well, no. We, first we got to talk about how Ted 
basically inhales uh, Kirk Thatcher's character. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just... Which, I don't know if you might not get this reference, but you probably will. I also thought of the episode from Futurama in the later seasons where um, Langdon Cobb, the actor who can never be shown his face without a paper bag over his head because he'll consume and eat the entire thing. Legit, I was like, oh, so you guys stole from Futurama. (laughs) I was like, oh. I don't know if that reference was intentional on their part, but if so, or good maybe, because he maybe got one of us. Michael G. Kino read the comic. I've never read Werewolf by Night. I've never read that comic book, but I mean, look, it's something that I want to read. I just got done reading Django and Zaro, the uh, the official Django Unchained sequel where Django meets Zaro. Yes, it happened, and it was fucking a good ass comic book. So I'll probably go look up Werewolf by Night as well. But that's besides the point. We're not talking about Django and Zaro. But, so basically they... You keep saying Zaro. Yeah. It took me a minute to figure out what you were trying to say. Zaro, Zaro. Like the, the, like the Spanish swashbuckler that always yes. carves the Z. Antonio nope. Banderas, it's the Zorro. original. It's the original cast... The original cast from the original Disney movies that was basically played by a Greek man, a Greek man, not a, not a span not 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 a man That's from Spain. Funny. He's Greek, so he's a white man. It's mostly it's mostly fucked yeah. up, but it's also so. Kind of uh, basically, uh, Ted finds Jack and Elsa, and Jack's like, "Hey, look." You need to understand his name's Ted. Treat him like an old friend. She's like, okay. So as soon as she sees him, she's like, hey, Ted. And he's like, what's up? He's like, go find your friend. Throws basically a grenade at a giant cracked wall, which took a little bit longer than it should have, but I laughed every time it happened. It, yeah. it was a little bit clumsy. Yeah. It was really Blew it up. funny. Ted left, and then come to find out that Jack is the werewolf. Yep. Uh, I mean, they weren't trying to bury the lead. They they weren't trying to not make it obvious, but it was still a really fun reveal. Let's be honest, the Bloodstone was the MacGuffin. Let's be completely honest. Oh yeah, 100% the Bloodstone is the MacGuffin. It is the thing mm-hmm. driving the plot. But how many movies has Michael G. Kino composed music for in which there is a literal plot mm-hmm. MacGuffin? Star Trek? Benedict Cumberbatch Khan. Like, yep. w- if... The Enterprise itself. Jack-Jack. No, no, I'm just saying, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, people are probably going to be like, oh, the Bloodstone had nothing to do with it. It drove the plot. It got it to where it needed to be done. Um, Yeah. It drove the plot until it didn't need Uh, to. And then, um, Elsa and Jack are put in a cage. On it. Uh, because apparently it's yeah. five nights away from a full moon, which technically that's today as of recording it. We're five days away. So did Marvel do that on purpose? Nights at Freddy's. I have Probably. no idea, but that's really um, funny. And so basically used a bloodstone to convert jack russell into a werewolf but before that happens he basically sniffs elsa's he gets elsa elsa's scent 
to basically yeah he gets her basically set. like look he i'm not going to attack you but you need to look me in the eyes when it happens because if not i will kill you uh yeah he, he is doing the best he can to familiarize his werewolf side who much like the hulk uh before like bruce banner did the whole like connecting with his inner self thing uh, is an alter ego. It is, it is a entirely different personality and mindset. So yeah, he's got to like do what he can to set himself up for success. God, do you want to talk about this fight sequence? Because I know you liked it a lot, and it's your pick. So you go ahead and talk about it. What the the fight sequence in the cage where he eventually breaks out of the fucking cage and it's just, it's just great. It's fucking fantastically shot. People are getting injured and fucked up and fucking slaughtered and we get a chance for everyone to show off their abilities and it's just, it's a fun horror action movie all around and this scene in particular is a fucking fun horror action good time. I loved it. Uh, and then also, uh... Let me, let me get up my, also my Wikipedia notes so I can actually see like what or specifically... Or is that the werewolf oh, yeah. that kills her? Yep. Uh, Verusa tries to kill Elsa, uh, but is incinerated by Ted. Um, at least. And then. Oh yeah, Elsa just, yeah, takes possession of the manor. And then, uh, basically it fades to color. Um, the werewolf and Ted leave. Uh. Which I love. And I love that the butler's like. Yeah. He's like, are you gonna kill me next, basically? And she's like, clean this up. And she just sits down. She's like, fuck, I don't give a shit. <laughs> she's like, it's my fucking house now. My fucking yep. house. Uh, and then uh, we get an opening sequence of the morning. Not an opening sequence. A close, a post credit scene of the morning of Ted and Jack Russell turned back into a human. Uh, and them just chilling. Just chilling. And... Yep. Two bros chilling that's, in a hot tub. That's that's the Michael G. Kino werewolf no. by night. That that is Marvel's Werewolf by Night by Michael G. Directed di- directorial debut of Michael. See, G. I think Kino. of it as Michael G. Kino's uh, Werewolf by Night in the MCU. That's how I think of it. Yeah. Oh, I like that too. Thanks for listening, Michael G. Kino. So here on Thanks Cinema Gems. Well, no, don't go anywhere yet, Michael G. Aquino, because we want you to participate in our weird little rating system, too. Because here's how it goes. It's, re- it's real fucking simple. Whole gem, amazing movie. Loved it. Half gem, it's all right. No gem, don't bother. Admiral, what did you think of Michael G. Aquino's werewolf? Full fucking moon gem. Full bloodstone. I agree. Michael G. Aquino... Full, full, like, shiny, a little bit scary, uh, but mostly just a fucking fun adventure and well shot and well done all around. It's, I love this. Michael I Gikino, want more of it. please do more. Please. Michael Giacchino. If, if, if this is fun for you to make, please make more um, There it. also was apparently <laughs> supposed to be a Blade cameo, but time conflicts happened, so they couldn't do it because they just weren't 
they could not do it. Um, which is fine. Part two. Part two. Part two. Um, but all we have to say, guys, is just remember that you guys aren't going through anything alone. We are all in this together. We all set ourselves and others up for success. We need to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves and also everyone else. But make sure you take care of yourself first. And guys, just rem- be kind to yourself so you can then be kind yes. to others. Uh, we love thank you, all. Michael G. Kino, for listening to this episode. We know you are. Um, and also, uh, <laughs> when you're when you're able to, Michael G. Kino. I might actually shit myself when we get a message from Michael G. If slash when we actually get a message from Michael G. Kino, I'm going to, I'm going to faint. Uh, <laughs> I'm that much of a fanboy. Sorry, not sorry. Michael G. Kino, we do, this is 360 episode episode 365, which means we have. If you would like to listen to us for one day out of the year. We we got you covered. We're not, no 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 no. We're not gonna make him do that because we want him to like make more projects like Werewolf by Night and write more music. So like we don't want to take up all of his time. What happens if we're in his downtime when he's driving to and from the studio? I don't know. <laughs> Michael Giacchino, thank you for listening. Okay, and to be fair, hey, I think he mostly lives in L.A. and like L.A. is worse than Baton Rouge traffic. Yeah. How, like, Baton Rouge is an hour away from Baton Rouge. Yeah. It is. It is. Just like, just like, just like Central Florida it takes an hour to get anywhere. Um, but, look, guys. Thank you to all of our Swapper Jacks friends and family. We love y'all. Uh, whether it's the Louisiana Swapper Jacks family or the Florida Swapper Jacks family, wherever you're at. We love y'all. Thank you for all the ideas and the feedback, and thank you for listening. And also just want to say to make sure to go ahead and thank Kevin George for letting us use your music. And also, guys, go over to lowrainpictures.com. Go check out the Your 30 tab. Marty and the Arrogant Zerber allow us to be on their website. And, you know, they, they allow us, but you guys should go and listen to them because I do on a regular basis. And I know that they would love your love that you give to us. It's, it's a really fun show. So, Make sure you show love to them, too. It's a really fun show. It's a really fun show. And we'll see you next week for She-Hulk of Power. Rings of the Attorney at Law. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But also remember, guys, to wipe your hooves and see you later. But remember, black lives always matter. Always. All right, guys. Love y'all. Bye. Peace. Hey, everyone. We totally got to say the email address at cinemagems15 at gmail.com. That's cinemagems15 at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody.